Okay, so you're the host. Say the words. That thing where you say the words that the words of the house of House Omar. I'm going to be frank. Can you say? (laughs) Can I still be Garth? All right. If you haven't figured it out by now, you are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode two five seven. Brought to you by the Give Me Five patrons. One, two, three, four, five. This is the Give Me Five podcast, Wait, a semi-entertaining show. <laughs> we have... <laughs> no, I don't that's know. not what I meant. Not sure. I meant Give Me Five as in whatever. But anyway, we're semi-entertaining. <clears throat> uh, we do talk about things that are very entertaining. Um, we're going to talk about pop culture. Um, there's a little bit of entertainment news. Actually, Rob, I believe, has a lot of entertainment news. Uh, we're going to talk about some... Do you think we'll get into music? We'll probably delve into music in a minute. We have an and inter- If I get an opportunity to talk about the Rouch Chili Peppers concert, I'm not going to stop talking. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Rob can just sign off now. <laughs> yeah. There's and a- thank you for joining us tonight, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Uh, it, was, it was good. And if I did any of the things that Flea did on stage, I would probably be in traction right now. Yeah, but Flea is Flea. Yeah. He's limber. And he's 60. Ah, uh, it's crazy. God, that's so wild. Um, We're so old. Well, there's a there's definitely a Florida man story. Um, there's a couple things going on. I think this is going to be a long one. I feel like. I hope not. Um, my name is <laughs> Booberry. I'm joined by Count Chocula. The I want to suck your. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> 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 Stop right there. Question mark. <laughs> and we're also joined by the um well, this goes a long way too. The fruity yummy mummy. That's my line. <laughs> La, he also wants to suck your beep. No, uh that actually is in honor of one of our patrons, Scott, who did send us a picture of his Halloween decorations this year, which were three boxes of uh the, the post whatever monster cereal. I've noticed a lot of cereals are doing the the Halloween theming thing. Yeah, yeah, but Scott's doing it right. His decorations are right, right on point, and they're delicious. Yeah, mm. so you don't have to put them away at the end of the year. You just have to eat them. You just have to eat them, and um, I guess you just get another box next year. That's fine. Yeah. I'll eat. Scott's uh, what are we going to talk about today? Whoa! What are we? What are we? Doing? Cobra Kai season five. Ooh, the devil in Ohio. Ooh. Um, the story of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. The, f- the Fate Mark series. And we're also going to get into, I'd like to get into a little bit of the House of Dragons. So, so that'll be like a post-credit situation, just so we don't spoil anything for anybody. If you don't mind. Speaking of spoilers. Yeah, we will talk a little bit about House of Dragons because it's awesome and we do that. But it'll be later in the episode, so you know, stick around maybe till after. I'm the an episode behind. I still music. have to watch this uh, yesterday's episode. Uh, so you were you were on the uh, the really dirty, hard to watch episode. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, at the end <laughs> because we we try not to spoil things. Now, uh, this consider this your spoiler warning. 
we're going to spoil stuff. If you get mad about the spoilers, I'm going to put Rob in a box with some holes punched in it. I'm going to mail him to you. And when he springs out of that box in your house, he's going to. That's exactly what he's going to do. That is going to ruin your entire life because you will not be able to get anything else done. That's really nice of you to put some holes in the box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I need him to have have fresh air so that he's ready to go when he gets there. Wait, do you put the holes in the box before you put them in or after? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll try it before. We'll try it after this time and see what happens. This box is bleeding. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs> oh, jeez! Never heard a box. Schrodinger's Rob. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the episode title. That's funny and nerdy. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Um, here's here's what I want to get into. If you guys don't mind, I want to jump right into D twenty three. Okay. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Um there there was a lot that was revealed at D23, a lot of trailers, um a lot of information. So so he was there, by the way. This I was, is not I was. There was a lot of trailers and a lot of info that was dropped at D23. I'm not going to fucking talk about any of that shit. Because I went to D23 for the first time and it was an absolute complete shit show what i could not believe how disorganized this bullshit was i mean we we flew out to d23 we stayed in a hotel for five days we paid for tickets to the event we went to the event and it was okay so at D23, one of the big things that a lot of people like to do is go to the panels because that's where they reveal a lot of the information, right? Well, the panels are a random draw. So if you don't get into a panel, you you end up showing up early and waiting in the standby line. I mean, and people will wait in the standby line for hours, right? Just to get an opportunity to get into these panels. Now... Where the disorganization came in was nobody was talking to anybody about anything. So on the first day, we actually knew somebody who was standing in one of the standby queues for the panel, right? And and by the way, the, like I said, the the panel the panel selection was completely random. Jen only got one panel; it wasn't really one that she wanted to go to. So any panel that she wanted to go to, she had to stand in the uh, standby line for. We knew a guy who was standing in the standby line for one of the panels on the first day. They waited like three four hours in this line, right? It might have been longer than that because you had to line up at like four a.m. Oh my god. Um. They waited for hours for this panel. And one of the employees came to get them to lead the um, the standby queue um, to the panel. So they grab the standby queue and they're, they're walking them out. And they just merge them with the group going onto the show floor. And the people turn to the to the employee, and they're like, "No, no, no! We're waiting in the standby queue for this panel. We've been waiting here for like hours." And the guy kind of looks at him and goes, "Oh, okay, sorry," and turns around and walks off. 
Excuse me? Oh, my God. Excuse me, what? Yeah, just left. All of the people who had been waiting for hours were effed. And the infuriating part of that is we actually knew people who were in that panel, and they said half the room was empty. And half the room was empty because they took the standby queue and just dropped them off on the show floor and didn't let anybody in. Jen was waiting in line for a panel on the second day. And she was in the standby line, and the employee who was supposed to be giving out the uh, armbands for the standby queue was just handing out armbands to people walking around the floor instead of giving them to the people in the line. And they finally brought somebody's attention to it, and, and the people in charge came over, you know, basically reprimanded that employee, replaced them. But at that point, all of the armbands were gone. So the people waiting in the standby queue for hours, again, didn't get in. On top of that, they had like eight, um, eight gift shops on the show floor that you, could, that you could buy merchandise from. All right? Every one of the gift shops was virtual queue. Virtual queues disappeared in 30 seconds, and you could only get one virtual queue. What? How is that possible? And, because you could only try and get Mm -hmm. one at a time. And all of the virtual queues disappeared in 30 seconds. They opened them up at, at, uh, what, 9 a.m.? Or 6 a.m. They opened them up at 6 a.m. and 1 p.m. So you could try, and if you didn't get a virtual queue, you had to try again at one. But if you didn't have a virtual queue, you couldn't fucking shop. They wouldn't let you into the store. Unless you happened to walk past and there was nobody in line, then they would then they would let standby people in. I'm like, so you're at this event. You've traveled thousands of miles to come to this event. You can't get into any panels. You can't shop. All you can do is wander around the show floor and hold your dick. I'm like, this is absolutely retarded. I I was so mad. You, You guys know what a huge Disney fan Jen is, right? Absolutely. Jen is a Disney nut. This was her San Diego Comic-Con. That is like my my holy grail. That's the that's the show that I want to go to. I want to go to San Diego Comic-Con. This was her San Diego Comic-Con. Guys, she didn't even want to get out of bed to go for the third day. She was so disheartened and just so over the entire event. It was that bad. She didn't even want to attend the third day. I was beyond irritated with this. I was just so mad with all of the bullshit. Um, Thankfully, I was able to convince Jen to get out of bed and line up and try to get into the panel on the last day. She actually got into the main panel that she wanted to get into, so we ended up on a good note. She's talking about wanting to go back, and I'm like, I don't know that I want to fucking go back. Are you kidding? This This is ridiculous. Um, 
I I was I was just incredibly irritated. What, what panel uh, was it? She got into the parks panel, the the one where they where they talk about all the plans for the future for the Disney parks, for for all of the Disney parks. That's cool. So she was super excited about that. One. <clears throat> I did see that there was a Moana thing coming in like a Zootopia mm-hmm. area. Yep. Oh, sweet. Yep. And they talked about all of that, but it just just the absolute disorganization of this entire event i was i was beyond frustrated absolutely lost my shit i was like you got to be fucking with me i i mean I, I was yeah put a bad taste in my mouth we'll say that so i'm going to ask a question that is <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm going to ask a question that's i know it's obvious and i don't mean to sound stupid but because I've not heard of this event, mm-hmm. so this is a Disney sanctioned event. This yes? is this is Disney's big mm-hmm. event that they hold biannually. So they hold it every two years. Is that biannually? Right, but I'm saying this is a Disney event. This isn't yes. like an outside. This is thing. hosted by Disney. That's so bizarre because Disney does everything pretty well. I mean, there's you know, I'm I'm shocked at the. This is I'm the, just surprised. This is the first year, apparently, that they instituted the virtual queues. Ah. And I think they did that so that people weren't standing in the line on the show floor for hours on end. Right. But, I mean, it, you, you, you've got to do better. You've got to do better. I mean, this was this was an unmitigated disaster. I'm sorry to hear that. I know that's a big deal for you guys. Like, I, yeah. you guys are both big fans. We, we we do have to continue on, but I this is like yet another thing where <clears throat> where you could look at it and be like, well, maybe it's pandemic or all of a sudden bigger crowds, that kind of stuff. But this is also happening with that new with the this new Disney president. Is it Bob Chapek or Chapek? Whatever. Chapek. His name is. Yeah, he came out and they Who, booed him. Really? Well, yeah. he is known for being significantly cheaper and more about the bottom line mm-hmm. than the experience, which the whole Disney thing is the experience. But the Disney, exactly. Disney is the experience. That's what keeps the bottom line going. <laughs> right. And people usually would joke, oh yeah, Disney's expensive, but you know, the second you step foot on the grounds, you're in a whole other world. Correct. From, from the parking lot all the way to back to your car at night. You know? But that's what you're, that's why you go. Yeah, Chapek Ch- yeah. is no Iger. Huh. Interesting. Everybody loved Bob Iger. Uh, Chape- yeah, now I've got ushered in some awesome stuff. Like I said, Chapek got booed, but they actually planned for it because as soon as he came on and started to get booed, they brought out the Marvel Legends people, and then everybody started cheering. <laughs> oh. Interesting. So, one other little bit of news. Uh, I've just randomly popped up that they are getting ready to do Con- uh, Constantine too. Yeah, uh, the movie Constantine. It is Constantine, not Constantine. I actually really like the movie. I'm not gonna lie. I think a lot of people With did. Keanu. The movie there's was a couple awesome. things that surprised me here. Like, first of all, there's a lot of people. Like, people were like, "Oh, that movie didn't do well." I was looking. It made two hundred million dollars in two in 2005. That's a lot of money for a movie that they haven't made a trip. Uh, you know, the people are like, oh, it failed because it made a lot of its money back, mm-hmm. made all of its money back and more. I didn't know it made 200 million. Yeah. How is that a failure? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. In 2005. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know that it, you know, like, but that it didn't cross. Yeah, we've talked a couple times million? about like, I don't know. I mean, back then, no, not back really then, no way. Thing that wasn't much of a thing. Well, yeah, really no, 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 no. It, it absolutely was because like Titanic was like ninety nine. Well, it? yeah, that was a. But yeah, but I yeah. mean that's that's where they saw it going, and I think I think it wasn't uncommon for movies even in two thousand five to cross the the four five hundred million mark. But but still, two hundred million is a success. Um. Well, uh, I don't know what the because that movie didn't cost two hundred million. I was going to say I don't know what the budget was, but I do know that there are some movies today that are close to that budget wise. And but remember, in two thousand five, movies you know right. to go to the movies it cost a quarter. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was twenty five yeah. cents to get in, and then popcorn was like a buck. Remember, different time. Wait, when you saw these movies, did they have <laughs> sound? Not all of them. I mean, no. <laughs> if the. <laughs> He's one second away from calling him talkies. <laughs> uh, well, what I mean, him? the Matrix, which was 1999, and they ended up with a million sequels, uh, made 173,000. In... You mean million? You mean million? Yeah, well, yeah, 173 million, sorry. But still. Um, anyway, so uh, so Constantine 2, uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be in it. It is being written by Akiva Goldsman, who is the original writer. Uh, apparently, the movie itself, the original one, was directed by a first-time director, and he went on to do stuff like uh, Hunger Games and I Am Legend soon thereafter, yeah. so he, he did some other stuff. Uh, so it's pretty much the original team. Um, I really liked it. You really liked it. A lot of people this, really liked it. And it's... This is why. The, the budget was estimated at $100 million, and in the U.S. and Canada, it only made $75 million. Worldwide, it made $230 million. So it didn't make <clears throat> its budget back in the US and that's probably why it was viewed as a as a flop. But if it cost a hundred if it cost a hundred million and only made a hundred million, they're probably not going to invest a whole lot into a sequel. Because there's there's better bang for your buck elsewhere. I think it's gonna I feel like that's a movie that picked up steam later. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it absolutely it's definitely a cult favorite. Yes. It's one of those sure. ones that, that gained a lot of popularity multiple years after it was released. And I think it's it's Probably going to go right to HBO Max or whatever it's going to be called. Um, I'm pretty sure that's who owns it. So, all right, I'm game. Well, no, it's it's got to be Warner. Yeah, so it is HBO Max. It's Warner because Warner Brothers owns DC, as we talked about angrily like two weeks ago. But okay, so <laughs> let's get moving here. Okay, uh, we are like languishing and doing weird shit because we are in Florida. Yeah. So, uh, see what I did there. Uh, that's probably like some other people in Florida, right, Omar? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> M- mostly because my computer's really slow and the article won't load. But <laughs> um, Let's make something up. <clears throat> well, <laughs> and it'll probably there, be true. <laughs> there was a yeah, that's true. Well, no, this is so Florida man arrested. This is the headline um, from ESPN. That's weird. Um, Florida man arrested after stealing and drinking vodka at Walmart. Yeah, because I mean, when you need a drink, you—I mean, you got to get that drink. I mean, is it really stealing? And his Indian River County mugshot—he's like smiling. <laughs> he's like, "Is that a camera? Ooh, hello." How are you? So doing? shopping. Forty-three <laughs> year old with the vodka in his hand. He's like holding <laughs> it up, like 
Uh, you know that's evidence, right, sir? <laughs> I don't care, man. Woo! Not if I drink it first. <laughs> Forty. I said 43. 42-year-old Florida man, James John Perez, uh, with a Z, with a bottle of vodka, uh, was caught in Sebastian, Florida. It's on the East Coast, just north of Port St. Lucie. Um, he grabbed a bottle of McCormick vodka. Oh, my God. That's the stuff in a plastic bottle. Oh. Can't you go into jail for that? Oh, my yeah. God. But I, I can just feel the I can, I can feel the hangover. Anyway, um, it, I've been down that road. So, anyway, McCormick vodka. I think I know this guy. Um, he grabbed it from the liquor. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed it from the liquor section uh, along with some roadies. A six pack of Smirnoff ice. I swear to God, if there was Zima, he would have grabbed some of that too. <laughs> um, <laughs> he observed Perez consuming the vodka. A worker observed him consuming the vodka beverages and placing the empty containers on the shelf. And then he walked around to the men's department. Stuff put a socks couple of, in his pocket. <laughs> put a couple of pairs of socks in his pocket and then discarded the packaging. Did they did were they not going to notice socks socks sticking out of his sticking out of his pocket? Anyway, so then he put on a pair of pants and tossed the sales tags on the floor. So he's walking around drinking drinking just like stealing clothing, thinking no one's going to notice. Um, he was still roaming the store when police officers showed up, uh, drinking from a can of Smirnoff ice because you got to wash it down with something you know cold. Mm-hmm. Um, he had. On his person, three pairs of socks, a half-empty bottle of McCormick ugh, vodka. Uh, <laughs> Did you just vomit in your uh, own mouth a little bit? Giant, I'm sorry. It, scissors, a pocket knife, <laughs> and a few other things. The article says a few other things. He was wearing the pants he stole and used the scissors to cut off the tags. Grand total, $61.90. I, I got to applaud his ingenuity, though. He stole scissors <laughs> so that he could cut the tags off of the other shit he wanted to steal. That's that's thinking right there. Well, yeah, because you're going to steal it anyway. You might as well take some scissors. That's right. There's yeah. always those comedians that talk about, the, like, have that joke where, like, when the scissors come in the in the plastic, like, safety wrap so that you, that you have to cut off. Like, how are you going to do that if you're just now buying scissors for the first time? Yeah. yeah. How am I supposed <laughs> to get into this? Well, this is interesting because it goes on to say why um, you said this this went on for a while because, you know, the corporate policy is to not confront shoplifters and just call the cops. And then it says on the article goes on to ask, like, why is that the policy? He was identified as being from Los Angeles. And and the person who wrote the article said they they Googled the question. How much can you steal in California without going to jail? And state law holds that stealing merchandise worth $950 or less is just a misdemeanor, which means that law enforcement won't bother to investigate. And the prosecutor will probably let it go if, it, if they are investigated. But he's in Florida, so you can't just walk around taking shit. But that's crazy. So in California, you can just take $900 worth of stuff and just they're just going to let you go? Like right. that's bananas. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But in Florida, yeah, the, uh, they just shoot you in the parking lot. Based on my experiences in Walmart, I'm surprised they did anything because as I complained to Rob earlier, yeah. I, I, I'm not on the clock. That guy just stole everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> the guy stole. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> no, it's not my problem at all. I'm going to go home and live a nice, happy life. 
He has the Walmart sign in his car. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's let's continue. Oh, on Florida here. man, what you do? Uh, so oh, we're ready to do topics, and I'm gonna just shut the hell up. I get well. Let's do a couple quick topics, real quick here. Finally saw Morbius, guys. We, oh. You guys talked about it a couple weeks ago, a month ago, whenever it was. Um, it took me, uh, I believe, five showings to get through it. Five attempts uh, to get all the way through? Yep. So so the first time I went through it and found that I was dicking around on my phone, I was like, whoops. <laughs> so I, the next time, the next night I tried to watch it, um, I put my phone charging in the bathroom so I wasn't dicking around on my phone. I was watching it and just got... To a certain point, and I'm like, yeah, how did he get care. here? <laughs> I didn't care. I'm like, how did he get here? Why Why is this the story progression? Why is this person acting strange? And I'm like, okay, maybe I thought maybe I was tired, whatever. Next night, um, I had just gotten back from a concert, so I was actually tired, so I fell asleep. Fair enough. Uh, what concert? Uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. What? Who? Yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, awesome. Yeah? Who yeah, opened it's, it? it's irrelevant. <laughs> what, did, what did you do the fourth <laughs> night? <laughs> the, 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 stro- the Strokes opened actually oh shit are you serious yeah. all right sorry rob we'll stop i'm sorry <laughs> like i saw the, the strokes they seen were the great strokes. i've seen them like four or five they're times so they're good. a pearl jam opener uh, anyways uh i don't the next time i fell asleep finally i buckled down and, and watched it and it's not good it's not it's not even so bad that it's good it's just I I think I don't part know of it why, is... but I'm picturing you sitting on the center of your couch, like leaned forward over your knees, just staring at the TV and slapping yourself in the face every so often. Just I was actually I was in bed all the time. Every time I watched uh... it, no, actually the the one time I did finally get through it, I was um I was watching it from my kitchen, like you know my houses. I was because I was doing some stuff in the kitchen. I was able to watch it and keep myself awake. I. Part of it is the whole Jared Leto thing. Like, there was a few moments where he, like, there's a part where they're at, they're telling him to, like, drink blood or something like that. And he's like, I can't do that. And, like, he, like, the camera, like, looks at him like he's, like, some sort of superhero. But, like, knowing how he does think that he is a demigod or whatever he thinks with his weird cult, mm-hmm. it kind of grossed me out a little. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like... While it was a cool effect, every time he moved, that like there was like that weird smoky stuff, like it didn't make sense. Like, why was he deteriorating into smoke when he was moving? Was that like them just trying to show he was moving fast? Because there's no reason for that. Like, yeah, I... he basically took on he took on the uh, appearance and abilities of those bats. Those bats didn't turn into smoke. Uh, the effects weren't great. The part with all the bats at the end was kind of cool, but it was the end movie ended very quickly. And Rob, uh, I won't do it again because you did it but like your your seven minute diatribe of why the after credit sequence was bullshit was absolutely accurate Mm -hmm. uh, and dumb and if it ruins what in my mind is one of the best marvel villains um i'm going to personally fly to uh, jared leto island and kick him square in the testicles (laughs) and like i'll work out first too like i will maybe not skip leg day for an entire year (laughs) I will not skip leg day for an entire year. I'm going to, like, I'm going to have one really excruciatingly muscular, like, leg. (laughs) It's going to be, like, ripping through. And I will travel to South America and speak to several uh, jungle voodoo priestesses to arrange for hurricanes to be 
to be uh, targeted at his his little island retreat, hopefully so that it can batter it off the face of the earth. True. So this was a really bad movie, is what I'm hearing. Wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that it was on HBO Max or something today, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to skip it. Yeah. And it's a bummer, because I mean... Wise choice. <clears throat> Wise choice. Yeah. So I want um we got a chance to talk about it last week. Um Omar and I Rob was not there. He was he was busy being angry in California. Yeah, I'm uh, bummed for you. Lord of the Rings Rings of Power. Um you're you're not completely up to date nor am I, but um just a quick review of that, Rob. Um I'm it's been it's been probably 2 weeks since I've seen an episode, but I'm enjoying it. Um I there's I want to say that there's one or two uh, timelines that I've questioned as far as uh, people being around or whatnot. But, I mean, I know that Galadriel is uh, is super old, and she seems to be the focus so far of what I've seen. Um, I know that there's, like, multiple characters, but she seems to be the Elvish character focused. But I haven't gotten... I mean, I think I'm only, like, two or three episodes in. But visually, I love what I'm seeing. The story seems it, the story is engaging so far. I'm I'm interested to see what happens. I'm I'm always hesitant with uh, prequels because it's like, well, you know where the story has to get to. So I mean, a lot of the a lot of the oh, what's going to happen next is kind of taken away when you know where it ends up. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, yes, so I agree. I, Absolutely. When when you're dealing with stuff like that, I mean, if it's something, if it's something like that's this far, that's uh, you know, like thousands of years ahead. I think like the um, the old republic or the the whatever it is that they're doing for the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's like thousands of years uh, prior to the events of Star Wars. So I mean. That that's an entirely new area that you can explore. So eh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. I'd like to see more new characters in the Star Wars universe. But um, this is close enough that you still have some characters that you might have heard of, being that elves are so long lived. I'm I'm still I'm still interested in where the story is going. So to me, the writers are doing a good job of creating a story that's keeping me interested. And I don't know how much of this is. Do you know if any of this was actually written by by Tolkien? Uh, we were saying that. Tried I tried to figure that out last week. Yeah, we were talking about that last week too. Like, I don't remember the Silmarillion at all. I read I read parts of it, so I feel like this was probably taken part partly from there. But I, I but I'm not sure. I'm not that steeped in the lore to to, to it, really was that talk set in Middle Earth as well. The Silmarillion was basically like just little snippets and chunks of like the history of Middle Earth, if I recall correctly. It reminds me of that one like Harry Potter book that was like based on the story that was told in one of the Harry Potter movies or one of the Harry Potter books a little bit like it's I don't know. Silmarillion, it was a hard read. I couldn't get through it. Okay. The Silmarillion, but I'm sure someone out there will let us know wrong maybe i don't know someone one of our beloved listeners in rwanda who have been continuously keeping us at least 22 or higher 
on the Rwandan charts still yes. for like three months now. Well, because they agree with us on our Morbius contentions. <laughs> All right, it is crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are you from Rwanda? Why, that was perfect. Why are they Russian? <laughs> well, I mean, might whatever. be. Because that's all I got. Excellent. That's, all right. That's actually the only accent I can kind of do without sounding wildly racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <boy>. was good. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So that's that. Uh, uh, where are we at now? Let's, House of the Dragon. We'll do the last. We'll do House of Dragon last. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, Devil in Ohio. Ohio. I'm intrigued. Yeah, well, talk to me. So, Devil in Ohio is a uh, limited series, I believe is what it's called, that was released on September 2nd. It is on Netflix, um, and it does star Emily Deschanel. You guys remember her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Bones. Oh, her, wait, sorry. And her very blue eyes. Yeah. Uh, Emily Deschanel, Sam Yeager, Gerardo Salasco, Madeline Arthur, Zaria Dotson, Alicia Newton, Naomi Tan, Jason Sakaki, Jason Sakaki, Evan Ellison, and the 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 basic synopsis is that a uh, a psychiatrist shelters a mysterious cult escapee. Then her world is turned upside down as the girl's arrival threatens to tear down tear her own family apart. So as the series opens, this girl is escaping what um what you come to realize is like a religious cult. And and she she ends up being sheltered by this psychiatrist because nobody will nobody will um they they can't arrange for anybody to take her in, you know, within uh, within a certain time frame or whatever. And she thinks it's weird because the sheriff from the county comes looking for the girl specifically and kind of gives off the wrong vibes or whatever. Um, there's there's a lot to this series. A lot of twists and turns. There's a little there's a little surprise at the end, but you're kind of like was it's a twist without feeling like it was a surprise twist because it, it's one of those twists where you get to the end and you're like well you know i kind of felt like it was that way all along whether or not you felt that way or not you know what i'm saying yeah it, it's like you get there and you're like okay yeah that makes sense i i you know i don't know that i would have gone that way but i totally see it yep i get it i get it okay so the it's i, I don't know that i would classify it as a supernatural thriller but it is it is kind of like a a psychological game of cat and mouse um and the the religious cult is very well connected and so they're able to do things that you know you you wouldn't normally expect they get away with a bunch of stuff and you know it's all about emily additional trying to protect this girl and dealing with the cult and the the repercussions that it has on her family it's i actually enjoyed it i i was i was very interested i think i watched it in two sittings i might have binged it in one day i i've been binging a lot of stuff recently but i might have binged it in one day but i think i did it in two sittings but it was a couple things what's that 
Uh, one, if I'm, I was looking at it on IMDb, mm-hmm. and in uh, Mexico it's called El Diablo in Ohio, which is yeah. marginally a better name. Um, <clears throat> that would be confusing if they released that here as El Diablo in Ohio, but either way, I, it's made me laugh. Uh, two, is it fr- like I find cult stuff frustrating? Like in general, like mm-hmm. whenever whenever any podcast I listen to turns to cults, I tend to not listen to those episodes or. Really, the last thing I watched involving what is kind of a cult thing was that um, that Netflix show, um, you know, with the island, and the mm-hmm. it was we loved it. it. I forget what it was called now. The the island. No, it was like with the, like all the like the Brazilian vampires. No, it was all the vampires and like everything burnt down at the end. It was good. It was like one of the big shows that we liked. Oh, you're talking about midnight. Um. Um. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about the with the 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 midnight, like, yeah, with with the with the nun that everybody hated. Yes, yes, not the nun. But either the, way, the, so is it like frustrating? Because I find I, I don't know, I find cult stuff like super frustrating, like replacement stuff frustrating. So what replacement stuff? Was, like what was, you, was like there... someone trying to replace someone's life, like. Because it says in the, I'm I'm reading that I was read the. Was there a question uh, there, or was that just kind of a? No, like, what well, is it, it? Was it? Is it frustrating? No, like, because she's the girl isn't isn't trying to replace anybody. I don't think in the family. Although some of the stuff that she does is questionable, it's more like she kind of latches on to this family and then brings all of this horrible shit down on the family. But the mother is still trying to protect her because she knows that the situation she came from is absolute crap. Um, but it's tearing her family apart. And the ending is... the One of the things that I did here was that the ending was a little unsatisfying. If you go into it prepared for that, I mean, you, you'll probably be all right. But um, the... she I don't feel like she went in to try and specifically replace anybody. But she did kind of like latch onto the family and then kind of like absorb uh, some of the ideas and character traits of of some of the some of the family members, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what it, that's what the uh, thing I just read kind of focused on. Yeah. So I, I don't know that she was trying to actually replace anybody, but, you know, being that she was in this cult and, you, you know, it may it kind of makes sense because she's she's mimicking, you know, what she's seen and the people who have taken her in and, it, you know. You, uh, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, right? So she, uh, she starts, you know, doing some of the things that the other family members are doing, and and um, yeah, I I don't know that she was actually trying to replace. Her. I I wouldn't go that okay. far. So I I mean, if that's your concern, uh, you 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 might like it. You might still like it because I I didn't really get that from the series, but. But yeah, it, it it I will say that it did have a somewhat unsatisfying end to the series. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay, I was gonna try to use unsatisfying end to make fun of Omar, but I couldn't think of anything fast enough. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you can fill in the blank, that'd be good. Like, ah, oh, unsatisfying end sounds like a night of making love to Omar. There we go. That's it. Boom, boom. Thank I you. Just... I made myself the space. There you go. Wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> So did Omar. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, there's also a book, and if you haven't noticed, um, you know, since Rob wasn't here last week, we basically made him do all of the pop culture this week. We did? Also because I've been super busy. So what is this oh, book all... series you speak of? Oh, 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 I, I got you. Um, hold on, let me get down to it. So I, I had actually talked to you about this a little while ago, Greg. I don't know if you remember it, but there's... Yeah, it was at Halloween Horror Nights, like two Yeah, weeks there's a, a series that was released... In 2017, a five-book series that were all released in 2017. What? Hey, George R.R. R. Martin, <laughs> this is how you do it. <laughs> all right? Hey, Rothfuss, screw you. This is how you do it. The series is written by David Estes, and it's, like I said, it's a five-book series. The first book is called Fate Marked. The second book is called Truth Marked. The third book is called Soul Marked. The fourth is Death Marked, and the fifth is Life Marked. So the synopsis is, I'll just read you the uh, the publisher synopsis, that they are the Fate Marked, misunderstood, worshipped, hated, murdered at birth, their time to step into the light has come. An ancient prophecy foretold their coming. The chosen few who will bring peace to a land embroiled in a century of mistrust and war. When kings start dying, that that hope and belief swiftly turns to fear. Rhone Loren is one of the fate marked, but has hidden his mark of power his entire life, fearing the damage it might cause to those around him. A great evil is coming. He can't hide anymore. In the spirit of fantasy epics like Throne of Glass and Lord of the Rings, enter a world of magic and dragons, kings and queens, victory and defeat, during a time when honor and valor still meant something. So, when I was talking to Greg about this, I, I was tell, one, I was telling him how much I'm enjoying the series. But also, I was drawing a lot of comparisons to Game of Thrones. Because it's it's essentially a five kingdom. They call the, they call it the four kingdoms. Their realm is called the four kingdoms, and it's the it's broken down into the north, the west, the east, and the south. The south is actually split into two into two empires after the rulers basically got divorced. They had merged their families through marriage, and then those rulers split, and now they're at each other's throat. So the southern kingdom is divided into two empires. But the the fate mark, the concept of the fate mark is that each of the characters who have a quote-unquote fate mark have a specific power. The life-marked character, obviously, uh, Ron Loren, the life-marked character has the ability to heal. The death-marked character, obviously, has the ability to deal out death. He's, he's an amazing fighter. But they have other, they have other um, lesser-marked characters, like a sword-marked character. Um, they have the, um, stone marked character who's, who's like a gigantic warrior that, you know, is whatever. Uh, there's a hero mark, there's a peace mark, there's a soul mark, and each one of these, each one of these fate marks has a different power that's basically bestowed to the person. And there's this, there's this ancient prophecy that the fate marked will deliver peace 
to the four kingdoms. The four kingdoms have been embroiled in a hundred-year war. So the kingdoms have been battling each other for over a hundred years. And the, the prophecy is that the fate mark will bring the war to an end and bring peace to the four kingdoms. And so you've got, you've got multiple kingdoms with multiple characters in each kingdom that are juggled absolutely beautifully. I mean, it, the way that he deals with all of the characters and all of the different kingdoms really reminds me of Game of Thrones. The difference is, is that he didn't kill off his characters every chapter and make me not want to read the story anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear to God, with Game of Thrones, I got to the fourth book and literally all, just about every character I cared about was killed off. And I'm like, why am I even reading this? I, 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 there's no longer anybody that I care about left alive. I mean, it was so bad. Martin had to continually introduce new characters so that he had new people to kill off. I'm like, this is, this, this is, this is dumb. I don't no, no. And this series actually started with these kingdoms and it killed, he, he did kill off characters. I will say that he did kill off characters, but the deaths actually meant something they had impact because it wasn't something that was like happening every chapter it wasn't something that like oh here's a new character well you know i'm not going to get attached to this because they're going to die i don't really give a shit um the the deaths actually had consequences they had meaning um there's a lot of there's a lot of political intrigue going on there's a lot of deals being made there's a lot of alliances and trust uh and breaking of alliances and it it it's it's really well written really well written and if you if you're a fan of like the game of thrones style storytelling where there's there's multiple stories multiple storylines to juggle multiple characters and multiple settings um that you kind of like that you kind of jump between from chapter to chapter or even within the same chapter i would recommend this series it was it, i i i cannot express how much i actually enjoyed this series compared to like Game of Thrones. Um, can can I clarify something? Yes. <clears throat> so fate mark, truth mark, soul marked, etc. Mm -hmm. Those are that's one person, or that's a group of people that are fate marked. Fate marked is the overall group of people. Okay. That's, what about like what the star marked? Okay. The truth marked is um. I don't think that there was actually a character, but I think that refers to the the prophecy writer, the creator of the prophecy. Truth okay, so some of them are like fate marked. Or it's a group of people. Some of them are individuals. Correct. Uh, okay. Soul marked is actually a character. Death marked is actually a character, and life marked is actually a character. Okay. Um, like I said, there's others like a sword mark. There's a um. Um, a peace marked, there's a hero mark, there's a stone mark, there's a... And those are individual characters. Correct, correct. Got it. And and they actually talk about, uh, it's briefly, so there's not a whole lot to it, but they actually talk about other marked characters who have lived but have since been killed. You know, because this is some, they've been showing up kind of periodically over the last, you know, hunt, over the last century or whatever. and sometimes they're sometimes depending upon what kingdom they're born into because like in the west they're the west is like the religious fanatics and they view 
they actually refer to the fate marked as sin marked. And they're despised, uh-huh. and when they're discovered at birth, they're automatically killed. But they're actually worshipped in other kingdoms because because of their power, because of what they can do for the kingdom. So they're they're you know heralded as heroes and whatnot. So it it it's one of those things where you know it, it's kind of like you know where you're born or whatever. But some of them make it, some of them don't, and then the coalescence of all of these ones coming together for this cataclysmic event that brings the four kingdoms together and establishes a or works towards establishing a peace and ending the Hundred Years' War. Okay. You think this would make a good movie or series? I, I absolutely think this would make a great, a great movie series. Right. I would actually... And there's, like I said, there, there's magic, there's dragon. Some of this stuff might be hard to... If you could figure out how to actually portray some of their powers on screen... If you could pull that off, this I think this would work beautifully. I, I mean, because there, I mean, there's magic, there's dragons, there's kings, there's queens, there's political intrigue, there's backstabbing, there's you know, it's got all of it. And according to uh, research I just made up in the year 2017, <laughs> by the way, George R. R. Martin did write a chapter. So let's not be too hard on the guy. No, no, I think he thought about <laughs> writing a chapter. I don't think he actually wrote the chapter. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. And I and I think at that point Rothfuss was still sitting on his pool deck drinking his his uh scotch or whatever. <laughs> not writing the author apparently. Not writing you, his book. If you the author uh David Estes apparently uh put a message out on uh uh let's see. Uh, July 24th. Oh, it's 2021 that um Released Kingfall. Okay, so is that is Kingfall one of the books that you mentioned? No, that's a different series. Okay, well, but if you like this story, he he released that one about a year ago. But I would definitely be willing to check out any any series that he writes in the future because I really enjoyed this one. Oh wow, this dude can write, man. He did. He released Kingfall, Magefall, and Dragonfall all in the same year. Holy crap! Yeah, and that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, so that was three years after he wrote five freaking books or Jesus. released five books in one year i don't even like to fill out forms jesus i mean this this are, are dude we is... sure that the that david estes isn't in fact just a dolphin that has electrodes attached to his brain and just letting <laughs> the, it the go. continuity dolphin yeah the continuity dolphin was forced <laughs> to watch like an entire the, all of the seasons of game of thrones and was, and like, was like okay, i can now, do it better than this yeah that's what it is that's exactly what it is so not written by David Estes, written by a sentient dolphin with electrodes <laughs> in its brain. Nice. Okay. okay. So uh, you spoiler-concerned people, uh, we won't do this too much, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about the current Game of Thrones show, uh, which is called uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, we won't ruin it for you either, Rob, but... Um, I don't think you had too much of an opportunity to tell you what you thought. Tell us what you thought of it because you were away. Mm-hmm. So a brief uh, rundown of that. that you, your opinions. Um, the first the first thing that I noticed about this is they're they're jumping around from episode to episode. Like like these first couple of episodes seem like they've covered like fifteen years. Do they not? 
Yeah, it's, well, it's a good been. chunk of time, yeah. There's like between the most recent episode mm-hmm. and whatever's coming next is a 10-year jump. Right. But, I mean, from the first episode to this one, I feel like has been like 8 to 12 years, hasn't it? Um, it was um, the from the five-year f- jump. Well, no, because the... There were there the were first... two different large jumps. I think one was a five-year, one was like a three- or four-year. One was two, two because uh, the the queen was pregnant, and then all of a sudden the the new the the new baby was like two in the last two episodes. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like they didn't really want to tell the full story of this, or they just didn't know how to do it, so they're utilizing time jumps. The problem that a problem that I had is is that the 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 actors that they've gotten to play the teenage characters should have aged far more than what they've had than what they've had like they with the time jumps that they've done they can't have these characters play these these roles for these five episodes they no, should I've have been watching I'm sorry do, I mean I does it, does what I'm saying make sense though the, like the time been jump has the... been the time jump has been so big that it's not believable that that the girl who looks like she does here hasn't changed the way that she looks. I mean, when you're a teenager or when you're when you're like in your preteens, like twelve or whatever, and you jump to like eighteen twenty, they look the exact same. And I'm like, like your face loses some roundness, right? And usually. it's it's like these these characters should have aged more than what they've done, and you you can't actually have these these young characters play play these roles over the span of like 10 to 12 years because it's it's not believable it, it doesn't look like they've aged at all well up to now some of them some of the actresses and actors they did switch out right but the um, the main ones Alicent and Rhaenerys um yeah but they, they, this the, the, the this yesterday's episode was the last that was the episode, last episode with those right yep because they, they've, they've had no actors the jump is so big that they actually mm-hmm. finally were like, oh, all right, well, we got to replace them. No, you should have yeah. replaced them like two episodes. But I think, I think the, I think even the first five episodes, even though there was a couple of year jump, they were still really just teenagers. And now they're going to be full adults and like starting next week. So there's a big, there's a big gap in, uh, even how the King, looks is going to be very very different because i watched that post right. well no i mean i'm i'm certain that one of the jumps was a five-year jump and if you're in your teens and there's a five-year jump there's a big difference in the way i think there was a five i think there was a five-year jump between the original queen dying and the remarriage yeah i think that's really five years i think so yeah there there was a rather large jump because i remember going god they still look the same i, I thought mean, it was they, like three years and two years i thought it was like five total but you might be right that's fair. Um, I, yeah, I feel like they, you know, they're covering. They have to cover two hundred years. No, th- but that's the thing. They don't. I don't think they're going to do it all in one in one season. But I'm saying. But, but see, that's the thing. They didn't have to do all of that. They could have written more story into it. It right. it feels like they're. I, th- this is what I feel like they're doing with the show. It feels like they're taking notes from George R. R. Martin and just using those notes. To create specific, um, to create specific episodes, 
and not filling in the blanks. They're like, okay, well, he didn't write anything for this time, so fuck it. We're not going to do anything there. We're going to jump over here and do this. <laughs> okay, now we're going to jump over here and do this because he didn't write anything. We got in such a we got in so much trouble at the end of the last one for for effing up the uh, the ending of Game of Thrones yeah. that we yeah. don't want to we don't want to take credit for anything that Martin hasn't written. Is <laughs> what I feel Maybe. like they're doing. But let's see what happens. Like, let's see. Like, I'm a fan. Like, I say there's, what, five more episodes left? Maybe? Let's see how it pans out. I mean... It, it feels extremely patchy. It, it does feel rushed. It feels a little bit rushed. That's true. Uh, between episodes one and two, six months passed. This is the official thing. Okay. Between episodes two and three, three years passed. Okay. Um, and then... They're talking about which uh, characters swapped out. And then uh, episode six is going to be the first one with two new actor actresses featured. Right, but there was another time jump in there. Yeah, because after episode three, you come back to episode four and the baby's two years old. So it's about two and a half years. Because the new queen is pregnant. Now, I, do, I don't know this for me couple things I've very much liked in this. Um, one, I I feel like I actually am following it better than I did the original Game of Thrones. It could be because I now understand the Game of Thrones universe a little better. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me, like, watching the first season of Game of Thrones, like, three times before I actually understood any of the family things and what was associated There's with what. And, the, and it looked like, uh, yeah, it took me a lot. So this, now I actually kind of get it. And part of it is because some of the stuff they mention... Like the the airy or the I forget the the veil. Mm-hmm. Like when they mention it, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what that is. Before I was like, the veil is that like a how's that spelled? Is it V E I L or V A L E? You know, like right. what is it? <laughs> is it like a um, veil that obscures something, or right. yeah, or is it like a you know a tower with a bridge that the king can get thrown off of at some point? Spoilers. <laughs> I think that was the veil. Uh, anyway, um, so that's one thing. Uh, I really like the idea of the the throne itself harming the king physically, mm-hmm. which is it's just a cool idea that like I don't know if it was covered in the books, but just kind of an interesting thing, you know. Like the throne will will harm the kings that are not worthy of sitting on it. But it's also just a bad idea to make the thing you sit on made of swords. <laughs> Right, but I like well, like that's, practically. <laughs> that's actually a sentiment that was expressed in that series that I just talked about, where the the throne is intentionally made uncomfortable to remind the ruler to not get too comfortable and not take things for granted because people are always coming for you. Interesting. Uh, so the mo- we're not going to ruin it for you, but the most recent episode was uh, it had a it was a slow build, but it was it was good. I enjoyed it. So I thought it was, I, that was yeah. our. Uh, I, I did was, hear a bit about it. I heard that there was some cringiness. It was interesting. It was some of it was hard to watch. Um, I like that the throne looks different. Then it does the swords like in a field in front of it was kind of neat. Yes, exactly. But they mention in Game of Thrones how like the fire, the fire of one of the dragons like melded the throne together. So 
that's from Lord. That's from not Lord of the Rings. That's from Game of Thrones. So I wonder if we we have yet to see that because it looks different than than in Game of Thrones. I started watching season one of Game of Thrones again to try to get some history lessons about what about about House of Dragons. Um, and you're right. Greg. That's not the history you're supposed to be teaching your students. Yeah, but it's the history that they should know. <laughs> <laughs> I also get most of my science class stuff from there, but that's not that's a different issue altogether. Teacher, how do you spell Daenerys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I think it's good. I think House of the Dragon is. I'm enjoying it. I think it's. Uh, you know, uh, I'm not expecting it to be as good as Game of Thrones. I don't think it is as good as Game of Thrones, but it's very good. Um, we're we're like we're loving it. Teresa and I are like every week. Can't wait. I uh, I wish the only thing I really wish was that this and Lord of the Rings were separated because that's a lot of fantasy, which I enjoy. But I like to live that life in that one show and then move on to the next show. Mm -hmm. Right. And occasionally I'll be like, oh yeah, that part from this, wait, which show was it? Yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm having trouble. If it involves lots of incestuous too. sex, it's probably not anything involving hobbits. No. <laughs> no. Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> I keep on waiting. But. <laughs> Teresa called it. <laughs> Sister slamming. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she's so awesome. <laughs> is wait, is she available on Monday nights instead of perhaps you? We were dying. We were laughing so hard. <laughs> Sister slamming or brother bumping? <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, well, wait, there's so many. And then we went down that road for a minute or two and it was funny, and then it's like, okay, let's move past this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was that was uh, House of the Dragon. Auntie Asplot. <laughs> okay, guys, that is the show for the week. You will notice there is no top five list. That is because we did not have an opportunity to do one as life got busy. So we'll be back hopefully next week with – we'll definitely be back hopefully with a top five list as it has been far too long since we've gotten to flex our listing muscles. Thanks for listening, guys. To a town.